Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome back to Adam's Rip Podcast 200. Celebrate good times. Come on. Let's rest the words. Just stay right there. We only know that part. Just stay on that part. And then, like, is there a verse? We're going to have a good time tonight. Good time. Yeah. That's it. Skating song. No, no. Anyway, clearly we are excited because this is our 200th episode. 200 episodes in four years. God is good. Amen. Amen. Oh, bye. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Bye. Bye. New listeners, <laughs> please forgive us. Welcome to the podcast. You can catch a brand new podcast every single Tuesday in iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. You can follow us on... Brandon, hold on. Brandon, what are you doing over there to our audience? Brandon, knocking on something. I'm not knocking. <laughs> tapping, tapping something. I, I had to grab my drink. You can follow us on Facebook. You can like us on Instagram and, or excuse me, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. We also have a website, adamsreadpodcast.com. You can email us at adamsreadpodcast at gmail.com for new blogs, new episodes. Um, if you need prayer requests or anything like that, we are available for you. If you are joining us for the first time, um, Brandon is our producer for the podcast, been rolling with us, with us for four years. So sometimes he's on the episodes, sometimes he's not. And since we started this in the beginning, we thought it'd be fitting that he also be on the 200th episode. Moving forward, we have some great episodes after this. Um, we do have um, a guest that we're going to be interviewing. Uh, she's actually a uh, doctor of psychology out of North Carolina. And then we're going to have our past guest co-hosts, some of them, Jamie, Glow, and Rima. Joining us for the next two episodes as we celebrate Black Girl Magic leading up to this episode. So it's going to be some good stuff. And then, of course, we're going to be taking a break the month of August as we annually do so that we can rest mm-hmm. our minds and our souls. And thank you for that. So, Brandon, what do you want to talk about? Yo. Hello, everybody. So, <laughs> I, so. Can we talk about these reality Christian shows? I love reality shows. Yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, to that her- was real judgy. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you still watch wrestling? Anyway, continue. That was not judgy. How is that judgy? <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. Okay. So you did it again. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Bet. So anyway, uh, so me and Lizzie were talking offline. And we were talking about just how, like, these Christian reality shows and how it can look compared to, like, what the world sees versus the regular reality shows and all of that other stuff. So, I I don't know if you remember that, that one show a couple of years ago, like, Preachers of L.A., and then mm-hmm. they did like another one, like Preacher to Detroit or whatever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just like I don't, I me, what? Okay, what's your honest opinion about those type, those type of shows? <sighs> Reality shows are tricky because 
we need to think all the way back to when and how reality shows even got started. I recall, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw random shows out there, but I, I feel like these were the starting points of reality shows. That was Bobby and Whitney, which I feel like was kind of like the Kardashians now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, eh, we're going to follow your life, even though it's like really kind of a toxic life. And then there was America's Next Top Model, which I don't really feel like there was anything negative about it. You know, I think Tyra Banks was actually promoting positivity and celebrating women's body and, and women in general. And then you have the real world on MTV. Yeah, I've say- seen that. So I feel like those three, from what I recall, were kind of like our three go tos when reality shows first started. I say that to say each show is significantly different. I feel like, you know, for example, America's Next Top Model you know, what was fine. Whereas you have the real world in Bobby and Whitney where you have like fighting and like sex and drugs and alcohol. It's just like, oh, so because of that, I feel like reality shows, when people say that, they think of something negative. And I don't think it has to be that. So therefore, I say that to say, specifically with, with the preachers of LA, there were some preachers on there that I think were doing this for all the wrong reasons. There were two other preachers on there that I think were doing the show for the right reasons. They wanted to use the show to truly bring people to the Lord. I honestly believe that. And they were showing, this is where I came from, but because of God, this is where I am today. And your path may not look like this, but the end goal is obviously God's kingdom, you know, and in your relationship with him. And they showed how they gave back to the community, how they engage in the community, how they engage in their churches and things like that. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's my take on it. I don't think reality shows have to be negative on the flip side um once we got to preachers of detroit and atlanta it was just bad like i couldn't finish atlanta i can't take this seriously i feel like this is i think churches already have have a bad taste in people's mouths for a number of reasons i think that just worsened it in my opinion but then you have your shows like mary mary excuse me i'm brandon i know you watch with someone with, with john gray or whatever yeah I don't watch that one. I watched like two episodes. I was bored. But um, Mary Mary, same thing. You know, I, I think Mary Mary is, was very realistic and showing, yes, even though we grew up with God and even though we're Christian singers, we have our trials, we have our tribulations, we have our issues because we have to remember, I forget which sister it was, Tina or maybe the other one, like her husband was having a full-fledged affair, you know, during like this whole thing. And then we get, but we still got to see them grow for that, right? Forgiveness and restoration. You see what I'm saying? And then I think their dad ended up passing away during one of the seasons. So we got to see how they dealt with grief and how they were mad at God. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that is reality without making it seem like, you know, just ratchet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I... I actually like the Mary Mary show. I've watched it and only because, well, Warren Campbell, you know, that's Erica's husband. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a producer and a pastor. So, mm-hmm. like, I like him and his background. So, I actually had a chance to watch that. But one thing I do like about them versus all other reality shows, they're actually transparent in their Christian life. And they mm-hmm. actually let, like, let people know, like, look. Like we deal with stuff just like everybody else, but how we handle our our life and how we put God into our life, it it helps. You know, that's our decision. So yeah. they, they try to be transparent with that. But when you look at preachers of LA, when you look at other shows like Real World and all the stuff, I feel like personally some of the stuff that's a part of that is scripted. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why do you feel that way? 
Because there's everybody ain't all, doesn't always have to f- have a fight in in the episode. Like nobody's fighting that much like that. Like for real, I don't yeah. think you know what I'm saying. No, I get you. Like mm-hmm. just be, oh, like oh, he ate my peanut butter jelly sandwich. Okay, I'm out of not this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, every 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 show does not have to deal with conflict. Like let's keep it real. So what's what is John Gray's show like? Like I was I saw two episodes. I didn't think I finished this episode and I was bored out of my mind. Well, so what did you think of it? I think I think with John Gray, he kind of he. He, him, Kurt Franklin, you know, they all have like this type of like personalities where they try to cope with the world and the church. So that way both sides can see each other from where they are and they can be able to comprehend and understand that both sides need Jesus, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people gave John Gray slack because he was he was doing things that normal preachers or pastors would not do, such you know, as. such as like instead of holding an offering all the time, he used the offering to give to the homeless and some people, and they gave him slack for that. And mm-hmm. like, or he would take some of the money from the accounts of the church and will go out and feed the communities and buy, and buy other people clothes and shoes and shelters and mm-hmm. other little things like that and people gave him slack because they feel like you can't be doing that and that's you're stealing from the church no god gave us resource to to you know to to minister i guess to minister to the world and and to help evangelize and help people get back on their feet and that's mm-hmm. what he was trying to do so Kurt Franklin kind of the same way like you know he's not a 100% church boy type thing he grew up in the church but he still has a presentation where the world can relate to him and i think that's yeah. what a lot of people are giving John Gray so i through this show you could you get to see the actual inside like life of John Gray and his wife and and how they got to the point how they transitioned from Texas to North Carolina, I mean South Carolina and uh you know it's 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 interesting. But you know what I think is different about those shows specifically the like preachers of LA is cuz it's just about them, only them and their family. Preachers of LA, they added basically five separate people forcing them into a space where maybe even though they probably knew one another just being in the preacher's community but probably let's just be honest probably actually are not even cool with one another maybe because they choose to give offerings in in a non-traditional ways that like that pastor does you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i almost kind of wonder if the dynamic is different and doesn't seem as much of a conflict because mary mary is about mary mary it's not about mary mary yolanda adams CC Winans, you know, and somebody yeah. else. <laughs> but but with Mary Mary, you also got to think Warren and some of his family, people that he's connected to, they're part of the show as well. Cause but they're, but they're not an actual cast member. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they're only part of the show because they're part of Warren, but they don't have storylines like Diedrich had and had a storyline. What's what's I can't think of his name. Um, Never will a rock cry out in my place. That one. What's his name? Uh, McClendon. Thank you. <laughs> you know he he had a story about that. So so I feel like people are on there because they simply connected to who the show was about. But if we never saw them again, the show would still go on. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah, the show, I mean, the show's still going on, but there's still also other areas of their life that they that these other people play a major role in. You mm-hmm. know, in order for Mary Mary or Erica and Tina, if you will, like mm-hmm. for them to be who they are, they have to see who these other people they deal with on a daily basis. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not even talking about their children or their family. I'm talking about people who follow them almost every day, like their secretary, people who are connected, like, you know, people who have made them late to gigs and other stuff and they and and how they react every time they see this person you know yeah. so you know and, and I remember one episode they were talking about like you know that Tina was dealing with unforgiveness for so long because other people kept doing her wrong be, mm-hmm. and and based on her opinions and other stuff like that so I, it was it, it was like it got rough and I'm <laughs> like, like, deep. And I'm like yo like I know we church but <laughs> that gone like I mean she was going off Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, shifting gears. So we have mentioned this in several episodes before. We've actually had a whole episode about this in regards to mental health. And I don't even I, I don't even want want to say specifically for the black community, but just mental health in general. I think we all know that's a hot topic right now. It's it's a it's a mental not a mental topic, but you know, I think we're just in a time where people are recognizing hey, there's a lot of mental issues that are happening today and they actually have names for it. You know, it can even go as far as schizophrenia to, and I don't want to say just anxiety, but to down to anxiety, depression, and what have you. And what I think is interesting, the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because I'm actually reading a book right now by Charlemagne the God. If you guys know Charlemagne the God, he's a radio host on The Breakfast Club out of New York, yada, yada. And he wrote a book called shook one i think the subtitle is something called something about anxiety i forget but um he was raised jehovah witness and believes in god but i'm gonna go into his faith but my point is in the book he does correlate how specifically in the black community even though i said this isn't just tied to the black community that's just my experience Mm. is that specifically that we somehow have been taught god is enough period God is enough, period. (laughs) However, (laughs) God also uses people, messengers, and resources here in the flesh on earth for us to, you know, utilize. For example, seeking, you know, therapy or like maybe checking ourselves into mental hospitals or maybe if we do need medications to deal with anxiety, whatever the case may be, and that we shouldn't be shamed into saying, well, why do you need to go to a doctor to go to church on Sunday? Where it's just like, if we're just going, to, he basically was explaining how if we're just going to church on Sunday, but I'm dealing with anxiety every day, what do I do Monday through Saturday? <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. and so obviously he didn't get into where I would speak to say, you know, well, that's the relationship with God, right? You know, you, you, yes, you go to church on Sundays for that community, but obviously relationships with God is every single day. So I don't know. I just wanted to like bring that up to say like, maybe do you have thoughts on it? Or what do you, what do you think of all this right now? I feel like anything that has been created in a positive manner has to has been thought of by God in some capacity. So I feel like for anybody that is looking for like a mental checkup or a physical checkup or whatever type of checkup that you need, I feel like God has already thought about that. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, God is enough, 
But if he, but trust me, he's enough and more. And people forget about the right. and more. And mm-hmm. more are the resources. Like think about it. If we, if God was just in, just enough, we wouldn't have paper because trees wouldn't exist. We wouldn't have, <laughs> we wouldn't have light bulbs because electricity wouldn't exist. You know what I'm saying? So it's like people mm-hmm. got to understand. Like God created these things so that way we can benefit from them. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that God has put it on somebody's mind to have a, a cure for mental health. That's mm-hmm. why it's very important to rest or not deal with drama and all that stuff. Even Bible talks about like, you know, being mindful of what, you know, a of what you take in your spirit, you know, because mm-hmm. those things play a role. Like, mm-hmm. I, and that's that's pretty much what I'm saying. I feel like that is a major point of view that everybody has to consider. Like, yes, God is enough, but why is, is he enough? Because he has to and more. He, he yeah. supplies all of our needs according to his riches. And, ju- and, when, and, and I think, let's make sure we clean that up. Because some people forget that they always look at riches as money. We're not talking about, you know, money only. We're talking about mm-hmm. wealth as far as wisdom. Wealth as far mm-hmm. as love. Wealth as Peace far as mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. So people got to understand that the, those things that God brings and, and allows you to have is not a it's one it's not a play thing you know he's gonna he wants you to dwell in those things and to understand that your body is your temple you got to learn how to take care of yourself so mental stability matters god thought about that you know <laughs> way back when <laughs> way back in in a few weeks, we're actually going to have a Christian therapist on. I mentioned this before, and she's going to definitely be talking about the balances in her life and how she kind of came to, because the same realization, like, I can have God and more and a therapist, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, I don't know, I just feel like, especially just, and a church is just, I don't know if evolved is, is a used word, but I think it has changed with the times, Right. Now church is way more accessible, which is good, you know, to to serve not only the sick and shut-in, but maybe serve those who have to work on Sundays to provide for their family, or maybe those who are sick and shut-in, or maybe those who just really cannot get to get to church, right? And so I say that to say that church is so accessible now, you know, we call it bedside Baptist. Oh, I don't need to go to church. I can go, go on my laptop, go on my iPad. I can go on my TV and watch any service I want to, and I have my pick. <laughs> and so now it didn't used to be that way. You know, you had one service at this one location and that's it. <laughs> if you miss out, you miss out. And so I, I feel like because churches have evolved in accommodating people's schedules, I feel like people, church people, I'll say, have not evolved in accommodating their mental health. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. <laughs> does that make sense? Like, yeah. I don't really feel like we're changing with the times and the mindset of, I can't talk about my, my problems outside of my home. What do people think? People gonna think about that. People gonna think what they think, regardless. <laughs> you know, regardless if you if you if you speak on how you feel or speak on what you holding in, they gonna have their opinion, regardless. And so I feel like you might as well speak your truth, so people won't have to assume your truth. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and I'm gonna be honest. Your pastor ain't got all the answers because your pastor low key probably needs to see a therapist too. You know, like. a good, and, and a good and a good pastor will tell you. 
T.D. Yeah. Jake says it all the time. I may be wise as far as what God tells me, but I'm not going to tell you everything. Because mm-hmm. even every as wise as I am, I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. You know, like, same thing. John Gray said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm just because I'm a pastor, just, just because, don't let the title fool you. I'm still learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Same goes with the podcast, y'all. Right. <laughs> just because we... Give y'all some good episodes and good content don't mean that we deal with life and learn every day as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just wanted to point that out. Thanks for rocking with us, y'all, on our 200th episode. Yay, yay. Yo. Celebrate good times. Come on. Really? Hello? Hello? My check? My check? I know. I'm just letting you sing. You have your moment. I know. It's 200. Go go on with it. Any other time, I'll stop you from singing, but it's the 200 (laughs) episode. Anyway, as always, our time is up, everyone. Thanks for listening. Have a blessed evening, and we'll catch y'all next week. Let's celebrate.